What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 39, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. Oh, I wonder if I can pick up that paper on the ground with my mouth. <laughs> Baseball. Ben, what's going on, man? Oh, that's great. Uh, spoiler alert, I could not pick up that paper on the ground with my mouth. <laughs> I love it. Good drop, Justin. How are you? Good evening, my friend. Oh, man, it's good to have you back. It's been a little bit. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, if you ever decide to renovate um, a property, just don't. Yeah, that's you. You've given me several iterations of that about digging holes and the like. So totally get it, man. It doesn't sound great. Yeah, in fact, tomorrow after work, I get to dig a trench between the two holes. Oh man, that's a black. What? What? What are you? Never mind. I don't even want to get into the mechanics <laughs> of what's going on over there. I, it's, it's just part of the magic, my friend. I got it's you. Just part of the magic. How are you? How's your uh, How's your baseball week shaping up? Fucking fantastic! The way things have shaped up, I'll tell you that it is a great time to be a Red Sox fan. That's all I can tell you right now. So. I, I don't know if you all have noticed, but there's a certain air of smugness going on coming from Founder Numero Uno. Yes. And I do think it's deserved. Don't get me wrong. But um, I got to tell you, man, your social media presence lately has been a... I think you've turned the self-satisfaction level up to 11. Are you talking about how on every single game that has happened in this uh, Red Sox Astros... <laughs> Red Sox Astros... Red Sox uh, Yankee series. I've tweeted out something to the effect of like, you really hate to see it after they just get demolished in some way. Yep. That's exactly what I'm referring to, which by the way, those of you that love our podcast, make sure to check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at outfielder pod. We'd love to have you. Plus you can get in on some of uh, Justin's hot sports opinions. Oh man. They're fast and furious, aren't they? They are the fastest and the furious. Um, I got to tell you, especially how you know, if it were up to you, the Yankees are basically Paul Walkering it right now. Dude, the that team not not so good. Not as good as everybody thought they'd be. And I'm happy oh, with I'm happy about it. What, two and a half months left? Two and a half months left, yep. But this series that they're playing right now, we're currently uh playing game four of that series in which Boston's won three so far in a pretty handed fashion, I might add. Uh Rick Porcello had a, a complete game one hitter the other night. Uh, you know, lots of great stuff happening there. Pitching staff looks really good despite Chris Sale being hurt. Uh, you know, some good stuff happening. It's been a great series, and this is kind of a pinnacle turning point for the both these teams because this is a series that if, you know, the Yankees needed to get back in this race, four of them, I mean, that, that was four opportunities that they're, you know, three that they've blown, four maybe, who knows. Um, and it's also time for Boston to, to put some padding in the lead. So, um, Dude, you're right on both those counts. I'll ask again, uh, after the Red Sox played the Rangers, I asked you, what type of broom do you prefer? And you, you answered with push broom. Push broom, so. absolutely, always. <laughs> I stand behind it. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, very good. Yeah, man, so it's been, that's been fun to watch. Um, I feel like I've heard all season, so Boston got off to a 17-2 and two start, and I heard, oh, just wait till May. You know, they'll, you know wait till June. Wait till after the All-Star break. Wait till this Yankees series. Nothing's deterred them yet. They've won 78 games. It's pretty incredible. Well, just because I don't like you having um, too much uh, too much leg to stand on, uh, I did want to let you know, in full disclosure, 
that um, since my Rangers are effectively out of the hunt and I have a vendetta against Houston right now, um, I'm rooting for the Yankees for the rest of the year to root against you, Justin. Okay, have fun with that. Thank you. I will. There's a chance, Ben, that they could miss the playoffs. I know. Dude, I was just looking at the wild card standing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Anything could happen there. I don't anticipate that happening. They're like, four, what, four and a half games up right now? Yeah, if the season ended today, uh, the Yankees would have the first spot. They're a game ahead of Oakland for the second spot. Mm, yeah, so I mean, anything could happen, and Oakland is playing out of their damn minds right now. Yeah, speaking of Oakland, um, what's going on with co-host uh, number three? Do we do we know where the greatest of all known Sambinos is at? Yeah, so uh, he has actually been out in Denver this weekend. He was... Uh, he had a, a wedding to go to for a, a friend of ours named David. So congratulations to David. Um, and so he's been up there. The wedding was today, so he's not going to be back till tomorrow. And so uh, typically we would record on Sunday afternoon and release Sunday evening. And then we have a, an episode rolling into the week. And then going into Thursday, we typically record on Wednesday night. And so, um, but that was going to break the cadence too much. And you happened to be available, which I was happy about. I, I figured I'd throw it out there and see what happens. And uh, you were actually uh, taking a break from manual labor. That's right. Taking a break from manual labor is how I've tried to live the last 30 years of my life. And if I can do it again, I'll live out the next 30 years of my life in the same capacity. It's caught up to you, though. Dude, like, I, I, I didn't feel like until I became a dad, I thought of myself as like a 24 year old boy yeah. but now i actually it's like oh shit i just spent all weekend painting or texturing or trench digging or garbage <laughs> garbage garbage and so it's like oh yeah this is why grown-ups are always so pissed off when i was younger exactly exactly you can't even blame the parents anymore no no not at all this is why my nickname growing up from my dad was damn it <laughs> that's awesome hey so this is completely off topic love it this is off baseball topic as well love it have we ever talked about favorite cereals? <laughs> like like soap operas or? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, no, I'm the, talking the about cereal, 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 like breakfast cereal. Uh, no, we haven't, but there's no better time like the present. I agree. So especially with the great Sambino being out. Now, he will have to weigh in on this. Absolutely. Um, I have a, a, I was asked last week, is uh, Lance Berkman the Phil Mickelson of baseball? And so I have, I had to think about it. So I've constructed a response. And so Sam can list off his cereal as well. And we can just do a little response corner or something like that. It'll be fun. Um, what kind of cereal are you? You can tell a lot about people by the type of cereal they eat. So truthfully, I don't eat a lot of cereal at all. I'm not a big milk person. However, uh, I did have a bowl of off-brand Fruit Loops this morning because that's what my kids had last chose at the grocery store. If I had to pick, though, I would be buying Golden Grams every oh, time. Okay, I like that. What what's what's the the deliciousness behind Golden Grams for you then? Uh, have you had them? Well, no, yeah, I, I don't know. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, obviously. No, I, I'd have to say Golden Grams are just uh, cinnamon toast crunch is good, but like Golden Grams just puts it to the next level because of like that honey crunchy goodness. Yeah, and um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I see what the vision. You? So my go-to would be Lucky Charms. Okay. Love the marshmallows. Big marshmallow guy here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
I really do enjoy like some golden grams from time to time. Uh, I I I like cinnamon toast crunch a lot too. That's a pretty solid cereal as well. Yeah, um, we'd buy the knockoff cereal at Aldi, and the Aldi version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch is pretty pretty good. Um, and they don't often have Golden Grams there, so that's that's my staple if I'm helping the kids pick cereal. I, I won't tell them what to get, but I will encourage them to choose Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Have you ever been a Fruity Pebbles guy? There was a time when I was like eight that yeah. Fruity Pebbles were God's gift to cereal. Yeah, dude. You know what the best cereal was? I don't even know if this is still a thing. It probably is. The Reese's Puff cereal was always incredible. Absolutely. In fact, uh, shout out to my wife. That is still her favorite type of cereal, there Reese's Puffs. There you go. Is Oreo O's still a cereal? They might be. I remember when they came out and it was like mind-blowing. Also, old school cereal. Do you remember they piloted, it was like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it was French Toast Crunch? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, dude, and they were shaped like little pieces of yeah. bread. Oh yeah, that that comes out periodically still, kind of as a throwback. People are gonna think this podcast is sponsored by Kellogg's and General Mills. Hey, I'm I'm happy to give them a sponsorship if they'll send us a carton of cereal, like a whole crate of cereal. I was gonna ask for a check, but if we could get no. a fucking no, we, of cereal, we'll send it to Sam's office and just have him sign for it there. <laughs> Did you ever go to um, like Six Flags as a kid? And when you're walking out, the promo people would hand out like the sample pack of cereal. Was that a memory of you, or, no. of yours, growing up, or just <laughs> not me? Not at all. I think I've only been to Six Flags maybe twice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's wild, though. That, that seems like an interesting ad campaign. That's actually a good idea, though. Get the kids hooked on it, and then mom and dad have to go out and buy it? No, dude, absolutely. It's what I mean, we aspire to do here at this podcast, <laughs> at this company, for that matter. Yes, uh, sensiblyloud.com. We want to get your kids hooked and encourage your parents to support it. Exactly. That's why I write these mean-spirited Yankees blogs. <laughs> <laughs> Even the non-Yankees ones are a little mean-spirited, to which be, is half the fun. True. The, to be fair... Um, there, there was a second one I was going to write today, um, that I did not write. And I'll tell you why here in just a little while. Okay, good. I can't wait. So that's a little, little teaser for you. Um, who's sponsoring the pod today? Yeah, let's see. Let's see if I can find it. Are you tired of subpar audio? Do you wish there was a better option for fresh fish? If so, come on down to Mike Trout's Mikes and Trouts. Find out what we're talking about. We have catfish, boom mics, cod, carp, and lapel mics. Come on in for our back-to-school scale. Tell them the outfielder sent you and watch, watch them look very confused by that sentence. Swim on by today. Back to you, J-Mac. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, Brilliant. What if it would have started and I would have dropped in with an actual like Kellogg's or General Mills? Like this was our first one with a true. As long as as the cereal shows up, pal. (laughs) They can pay us in cereal. Um, How does it feel to ride a 40 liner? It's been a little while, huh? Yeah, it it has. Um, You know, I actually thought of that today while I was painting and I was like, God, I want to record the podcast tonight. What should my ad read be? And so I, um, I looked at my wife and I said, Hey, hon. And she goes, yeah. And I said, did you ever see the, the Robin Williams fish movie? And she goes, Robin Williams fish movie. What? No. And I said, you know, Mrs. Troutfire. And she, she left the room. It's pretty solid. 
I'm gonna give you crickets, but it was pretty solid. <laughs> Thank you. The fact that you ran her out of the room makes it better, I think. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's good stuff. Um, all right. Let's tell you what. I'm gonna fill in for Sam for the piece of shit corner. How about that? Those are some big old shoes to fill, but if anyone can, I know it to you. I can't wait. Bring it on. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sam Bino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. All righty. I will be occupying Sam's piece of shit quarter, uh, corner since he is out of town tonight. So I actually asked him for permission to make sure that I could try to fill his shoes. I doubt I can, but we're, we're going to give it our best shot, all right? Dude, it's going to be stellar. I cannot wait. Okay. The first piece of shit on the list tonight is Brian Cashman. Do you know who Brian Cashman is? Uh, no, but some quick Googling will probably tell me. Who's Brian Cashman? Why is he on your list today? Brian Cashman is the general manager of the New York Yankees. Okay. He has been the GM uh, since 1998, and he has four World Series titles to his tutelage or whatever. Damn, good for him. Okay. So this past week, he was asked about playing the Red Sox since they're going into this series. Okay. His quote... You, oh, no. you wonder what their record would be if they weren't playing us. Because when we go head-to-head, we do damage against them, and it doesn't seem like anybody else is capable. And then since then, y'all have taken three of four. <laughs> three, three and the fourth is in progress as we speak. Okay. So, I actually, it's funny, on the last episode, I said that I was going to make a shirt that just says damage on it. If... If we at least won three of these games. Okay, good. Uh, unfortunately, Barstool Sports jumped, jumped, to the, jumped the gun on me a little bit. Happens. It's a pretty generic idea, right? I ordered one, though, and so it literally looks just like this Red Sox shirt I'm wearing, which is just a generic blue with the red block lettering, and it's going to say damage in the Red Sox lo- uh, like, uh, lettering, and on the back, it's going to have that quote from Brian Cashman. Awesome. Are you going to buy one? I already bought it. Is there a chance that um, that Barstool's been listening to us? I hope so. That's the idea. Love it. Well, I won't claim intellectual property on that, but that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm willing to bow down to the idea because the idea is being executed on it. I'm happy about it. So he's the first piece of shit in the corner this evening. So do you have a minute for a brief tangential that you reminded me of? Absolutely. Go for it. So in high school, um, our school like tried to make these shirts, and it was you know, like what's next, you know, like four, like F-O-R-E. And, um, you know, like, hey, always be prepared to see what's coming in the distance, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, some group of shitheads made the similar T-shirts in the same font, same lettering, and it just said skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wow. that's, that's incredible. Back to you, Justin. High schoolers, man. All right, yeah. second piece of shit of the evening. Aaron Boone. Interesting. Manager of the New York Yankees, who really doesn't seem to know a whole lot about what's going on. 
Not the same person who invented Boone's Farm malt liquor, right? Doubt it. Doubt it. But we should try to get them to sponsor. So when you go back all on the road, that's you. That'll be my next sales pitch. I'll be driving around Appalachia looking sad. Right. Um, seems generally lost. I think that he was the benefactor of hitting a home one home run at the right time in his entire career, and that's all that mattered. Um, I definitely like, think that like was a Like David weird... Freeze? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just in your eyes, but... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, think, I think he's remembered for some other things other than that, but... Uh, that's up there, though. But, uh, yeah, so he's definitely uh, in the piece of shit corner. Okay, good. Okay. Well, hey, you know, uh, it sounds like there's at least you have double occupancy from Queens. Indeed. I'm going to go West Coast this time. Or, excuse me, from the Bronx. All right, West Coast. Here we yep. go. Next piece of shit in the piece of shit corner is Mike Sosha. Oh, okay. Mike Sosha. Good. Mike Sosha, kind of current manager. Of the Angels? <laughs> Current manager with a question mark. So, this involves me with the second blog deal that I was telling you about. Okay. So, a little background on Mike Sosha. Uh, famously in the Homer at the Bat episode. So, our longtime listeners will know exactly what we're talking about when we talk about Mike Sosha. Drinking alone in a pub at, <laughs> off a of Skid Row was with that, peanut butter stout. Was that him doing that? I think so. Was he the one that was about Pitt D. Elder? Oh, no. That was that was an that actual was... show. We had a drop with Jimmy where we were talking about, like, <laughs> drinking alone in a dive bar. Oh, yes, yes. I forgot about that. The afternoon. <laughs> yes, I completely forgot about that. I was alluding to that Simpsons that Simpsons throwback. Because he's in I think the... that was I think that was Wade Boggs who was arguing. Yeah, members it was. Parliament. It was. But Mike Sosha was, like, super nice, wasn't he? Yeah, come on in. What's your name? Can I get you something to drink? Wouldn't he yes. that guy? Yes. Okay. That's throwback. But yes, uh, that's uh, classic Jimmy drop. Well, I have that in the archive somewhere, so we'll go back and find that later. That's good. Perfect. Um, played his whole career for the Dodgers from 1980 <laughs> to 1992 and has been the manager of the Angels since 2000. So okay. this is his 18th season. This week, uh, actually yesterday, it came down that Mike Sosha was going to uh, retire at the end of the season. Hmm. Okay. Um, which Sam and I texted back and forth about at the time and thought it's about damn time. And I agree <laughs> because uh, he's got one championship under his belt and that was 2004, maybe. No, that was Red Sox. Um, Two, maybe. <laughs> 2002. So, oh, yep. 2002. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so it was like his second year managing. And what, how's that gone since? was arguably someone else's team. Exactly. Exactly. So, overrated there. Uh, I do think that that ownership doesn't give him a lot to do with a lot of times, like shackling him with that Hamilton contract and things like that. Uh, but nonetheless, overrated, needs to be out of there. Yeah, so, Hamilton, holes, all that. Right. So, they were on uh, Sunday afternoon baseball today, and he was asked in his presser after the game, you know, what are your thoughts on retiring at the end of the season? Oh, Mookie Betts home run. There it goes. Right over the wall. Sorry. Um, what are your thoughts about retiring at the end of the season? And Mike Sosha was like, that's poppycock. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not retiring at the end of the season. I don't know where that came from. Is that a direct quote? Yes. That's poppycock? Yes. That's poppycock? Okay. Yes. And, like, 
So I was going to write a blog about that this morning, about him retiring, because it's about damn time. And then he used the word poppycock to deny it. And I'm going to read you me and Sam's back and forth on it. Cannot wait. So, uh, so his exact quotes were, nothing's changed since October uh, regarding his job uh, status. Called reports of him stepping down poppycock. Loves managing, still wants to stay in the game. So I texted Sam that screenshot of that tweet and said, Poppycock, or Poppycock, who is this guy? And Sam said, preposterous. And I said, but seriously, who says Poppycock? Sounds like something that Paul Ramham would say in Cincinnati. And he said, unfathomable. Good day, sir. Mike Sosha, probably. <laughs> awesome. Outstanding. Uh, so he's in the piece of shit quarter. For one, making me have an idea to write a blog that I don't have to, well, I guess it got me <laughs> off the hook for some work, but. I wanted to write that blog about how he sucks, so it was a good. It was going to be a good retrospective, but you can still write it, and eh. you can just call it a um like perspective. Call it poppycock. Yeah, that's good. Stuff. All right, good. Um, right. I think that that's uh that's good. That's good baseball uh, tangential. Yeah, and fuck fuck him for not retiring in general. So, so when I work at the same job for eighteen years, you're just going to say I need to retire? Probably. All right, that's good. Also, I'm probably going to continue to belt, uh, blurt out things like Mookie Betts' home run. Just, just not going to be able to help it. For the next 18 years. What? It's <laughs> all right. All right, finally, in the piece of shit corner, my starting pitching staff on my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, let me guess. Chris Sale. Hurt. Clayton Kershaw. Nope. So Dallas Keuchel sucks. <laughs> Uh, Josh Hader has barely been able to save a game since he got exposed as a racist on Twitter. John yeah, Lester like sucks. Uh, Madison Baumgartner sucks. Chris Sales on the, the DL. Uh, Carlos Martinez is on the DL. And Steven Strasburg is on the DL. In the um, week that I play Sam. That's fantastic. So let me, let me walk through this. Um, first off, when is Strasburg not on the DL? Oh my God, I know. I'm... Just about over it this season. Secondly, um, Josh Hader. I think I like his brother Bill Hader better. Thank you. It was a decent, decent attempt at the joke. Thank you for uh, for faux laughing at that. No, dude. Um, so who's winning? You or you or Sam? What's the what's the stat line look like? Uh, Sam is beating me pretty good because of all that injury. Plus Rafael Devers, uh, plus Loretta Guriel Jr. and plus. Um, I had one more as well. That's oh Jose Altuve. So interesting. Really hurting injury wise. So yeah. Sam is beating me. I'm still going to win the series for the summer though. So I'm I'm pleased with that. How many games y'all end up playing in the season? Three or four? Three. Three. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, good day. Two out of three. Not too bad at all. How have things been going in our league? Speaking of that, real quick for you. Dare I say the minors? No, uh, it's funny because I have very similar growing pains with Keichel and Sale. Um, it's funny. I went on like a great run. I was like 9-0. and And now... Then you the, lost like six straight. Yeah, that's exactly it. So now I'm 12-4 and four and I'm slotted to win this week. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is going to turn into like the English Premier League where if I do well enough, I'll go up a league. And if people... <laughs> 
in the big league do bad enough we'll they'll go him. down <laughs> yes we'll demote him that's a fantastic idea this is just what we need is more competition on this program because right now i feel like manchester city as opposed to manchester united <laughs> exactly which by the way i couldn't name any other soccer teams right now i am not the soccer guy liverpool there you go i spotted you Ma- one madrid there no not an EPL team. <laughs> hey, they're still a soccer team. All right, so that's the piece of shit corner. You name the time frame, I'll name an asshole. Well done, Justin. They're hard shoes to fill, that's for sure. Hard shoes to fill. All right, so Ben, it's been a little while since we've done this. Let's do... Around the Diamond. That's right, cats and kittens, where we go from AL to NL, from east to west, and every little poderp stop in between, every little whistle stop on that train line, you can bet your bottom dollar we will be wetting our whistle. Justin, where do you want to start today? Let me guess, Boston versus New York. Yeah, we'll start in the AL East. Um, Boston, 78 and 34. New York, 68 and 41. Tampa Bay, 56 and 56, Toronto 51 and 60, and Baltimore 34 and 78. I want to start by saying I don't know if I've ever like noticed a team being 44 games back oh, yeah. this early in the year. Their magic number is like 22 or something like that. So I think it's part like it's it it speaks volumes to both how poorly Baltimore is playing, but also how insanely well Boston is playing. Yeah, it's definitely a combination of the two. Like right now, their records are 100% inverted. 78-34 and (laughs) 34-78. So, um, you know, I I do think that Boston pretty much has the division on lock. I'd like to see the Yankees kind of chomp at their heels a bit more. They're eight and a half back, but they've lost four in a row and they're not doing too well tonight. So I think all in all, the Yankees, not so much. Um, The problem is they're losing games they shouldn't be losing to teams they shouldn't be losing games to. And Boston finds ways to win. That's the biggest difference. No, I, I agree completely. I mean, Boston... They just have a way to kind of they'll even be down, you know, four nothing and come back and end up winning like twelve to four, some stupid number like that. So so true. Uh Tampa Bay middling around like they usually are. Toronto, nothing to write home about. Sam finally cut Josh Donaldson. (laughs) And each of his calves. Right. Right. I was gonna ask you about Tampa and Toronto. Did either of them make any big deadline moves? Uh so Toronto or uh sorry, uh well, so Toronto moved Osuna to the okay. Astros. That was one of their bigger moves. And they moved... Um, they moved... Let's see. Sorry, I've got my notes. They're all they're all offloading talent, though. No one, Exactly, yeah. No nobody one. acquired. The only one I would say that acquired that nobody expected them to acquire was the Pirates. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we can talk more about them later on. Okay. Right. Yeah, so Tampa and Toronto both were sellers, like we talked about. And then everyone knows Baltimore for sure. Uh, dealing, uh, including Machado, who, as we've talked about, went out to L.A. Yep, exactly. So um, nothing really else to talk about. Oh, the one thing you mentioned that uh, I was going to tell you is that Chris Sale is expected to miss a start. Uh, So he was expected to come back for this series. They're coming up against Toronto. It looks like he's going to miss one more start. But honestly, I'm okay with that 
because, I mean, he got to 300 strikeouts really quickly last year in September, and they need to be resting him as much as possible. Yeah, you want him healthy in October. Exactly. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, one thing I want to call your attention to, uh, Boston, so all year the Astros have had the best run differential. Yep. Uh, Boston is getting really close to beating that. So Houston currently has a run differential of positive 199. Boston's in second place with 190. No wow. one's been that close to Houston this year. Nope. Um, you know, for what it's worth, the next highest team is a positive 123, and that's the Yankees. So we're talking just under 70 runs difference um, separating Boston and New York. I mean, that's a hell of a gap. Yeah, it really is, and it's it's they're closing it in quick, though. I mean, hell, going into this game four of this Yankees-Red Sox series, the Red Sox had outscored the Yankees 23-9. to So that's, I mean, they're just, the production's there, you know, finally. And they're hitting, they're hitting better top to bottom. Like, they were really, like, top-heavy for a while, but Jackie Bradley Jr. is starting to hit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've, they've had a lot more production at the bottom of their lineup, which was something I was looking for there. For, looking for out of them. Fuck. Um, all right, let's move on to the Central. Love it. Cannot wait. Cleveland is at 61 and 49. Minnesota 52 and 58. Detroit 47 and 65. The White Sox at 41 and 70. And Kansas City at 34 and 77. I'm really interested to see. Um, like, Cleveland is now starting. I don't want to say that they have momentum, but they're, they have become, they have. They started out real middle of the pack this year. They have grown into a decent team. So I don't know that they're necessarily the best team. I mean, they're they're easily the fourth best team in the American League. But I do think with Cleveland, you get a consistent product. Yeah. A consistently good, but not great team. Where I would be concerned if so, I would agree with that. I mean, they've got they're starting to get healthier again. Andrew Miller just came off the DL the other day. Um, you know, a lot of good things there. I would say where I would my concern would be with this team is the fact that they really don't play well on the road. They're like five hundred on the road. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. They're twenty seven and twenty seven right now. So any of their um, extra wins they have picked up at Cleveland and they're not going to be home field, you know, when it comes to the, uh, because Boston and and Houston are such better teams, whoever they would go up against in the playoffs, they're going to be away. Yeah. It doesn't really matter who it's going to be. Those are going to be two juggernauts that nobody's going to want to face. And guess what? Boston is 37 and 19 when they're outside of Fenway and Houston is 39 and 18 when they're away (laughs) from them. So both those teams are just crushing it. Yeah. Um, You know, not at home. It's pretty wild to think about the fact that they've only lost 34 games. And Houston's in the same boat. They've only lost 42. Actually, they've, yeah, they've lost a good amount more, but still. They yeah, play so we games. know that, that Baltimore's the worst team, but second worst team and just barely better. Uh, Kansas City currently at 34 and 77. If I'm a Kansas City fan, I mean, you know, what are you even doing right now? Season's over with. They moved Mike Moustakis at the deadline. They moved him to the Brewers, which the Brewers have an ass load of outfielders that they don't really know how to, what to do with at this point. They can all hit for power. They figured if they can't acquire a starting pitcher, do the next best thing and acquire some more hitters. And uh, so um, Kansas City capitalized off of things like that, expiring contracts. They had moved Kelvin Herrera before, which the uh, the Nationals were looking at moving him at the deadline. That's a whole other con- confusing thing that I don't really understand. But 
Yeah, man. They've uh, they capitalized as much as they could without moving the likes of like Whit Merrifield and pieces like that for the future that they're going to need. Oh, solid. Yep. Otherwise, I think, you know, like Chicago and Detroit, we've talked about rebuild. The Twins are just buckling under 500. I mean, kind of a boring division. Yeah, it really is. It's been like that all year. Sam and I have been joking about how we don't even like talking about this division. Yeah, let's move on. Let's. Uh, AL West, Houston 71 and 42. Oakland 67 and 46. Seattle 64 and 48. The Angels at 55 and 58. And Texas at 49 and 64. Yeah, since my last recording, um, really surprised to see how the Rangers beat up on the Astros. Um, it was unexpected. Houston already has a silver boot this year. I mean, they're definitely going to go ahead and um, throttle the Rangers, but it was just unexpected to see the Rangers be doing as well as they are. Um, they're not doing well, but like yeah. they're doing better they, than garbage. They're seven and three right. of their last 10. Right. They have, they have moved up past garbage. They are now like at least recyclable level. Yeah, I see that. I like that. And so I think that what's interesting with that is you see Los Angeles, they made it very clear to their fan base when the when they dealt Kinsler, like, eh, we're not really going to do it we're this folding. year. Yeah. 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 Then that's not to say that that they don't have some good pieces, Trout, Otani. Um, but I think that since that point, Los Angeles is only four and six. Rangers are six games back of them. I thought that Texas was going to be the last place in the AL West this year. They might not be. Another interesting thing to point to, um, once again, I'm boycotting Houston for some of the domestic violence stuff. I've always boycotted the city overall, but now I'm boycotting the Astros. Um, It's funny because earlier this year, Justin reminded me that Sam was real hot on Seattle and um, that's not necessarily coming to fruition. They're six and a half back of Houston, uh, but right there between them, you do have Oakland to contend with. And as long as their field is not flooding with feces, as you pointed out two episodes ago, uh, Oakland um, Oakland has a good shot at the second wild card place. In fact, if the Yankees keep falling, uh, don't be surprised if Oakland is your first wild card team. Justin, what do you think? Slip is my favorite uh, favorite saber metric there is. Um, so yeah, I I'm surprised by Texas as well. They've put some things together. Um, I still don't anticipate the Angels finishing behind them in any way. Um, and for the record, as far as clarity wise goes, to make sure nobody gets misrepresented on this show because we would never want that. Um, I wrote a blog asking the trivial question of whether the Mariners were for real. And I said, no, they're still young a couple years away, probably a year or two away. Sam disagreed with that, said that they were very real, but everybody has bad takes. So I'm not really throwing him under the bus for it by any means. Not as good, not as good, but to make sure everybody was clear on the record. Um, Yeah, man, Houston's really hurt right now. They've got a lot of injury happening to them right now. Altuve's out, Carlos Correa's out. Um... Their pitching's been good, though. That helps. They've got the best pitching staff in baseball right now. So I think they carry like a two low two ERA or something like that as a pitching staff. I could be wrong yeah, on that. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's the best in baseball. It's 303. Is 303, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're actually first place in every main stat with ERA, quality starts, WHIP, and um, 
BAA. That's the thing about Keuchel this year, though, and you and I were bitching about him earlier, but it's like it's not that he's bad. It's He's just pitching to contact. He's not striking people out. Right. So it's a pain in the ass for us fantasy owners. Let's, I get it. Yep, and I agree with you on Oakland. I think that they better watch out the way that this team is playing. They're playing very aggressively. They're playing smart ball. Um, I think that it's just best to keep an eye on your back there. And the way the Yankees are playing down to their competition would concern me if I were a Yankees fan. No, 100% agree. Uh, What else? What else? Anything there? No, I think that's about it. You ready to nationalize this mother? Always. Sweet. Let's take things to the NL East. Justin. Gladly. Uh, Philadelphia is on top of the NL East at 63 and 48. Atlanta at 60 and 48. Washington at 57 and 54. The Mets at 45 and 64. And Miami at 46 and 67. Since my last recording, Miami is no longer in last place in this division. So Miami is, excuse me, New York Mets are no longer in last place in this division. Miami's back to being at the bottom. So way to go, Jimmy Midtown. Uh, When it comes to the top of the division, you know, I'm happy to see Atlanta kind of normalize. Um, That being said, I feel like Philadelphia is outkicking their coverage. By that, I mean, I was really expecting the Nationals to be the team at the top of this division. That being said, they're six back right now. Atlanta has played probably the best overall this year in this division. It just so happens they're a game and a half back of the Phillies as we're recording. I don't really know things where they're going to shake out in this division. Phillies pitching staff has been really good with Nick Pavetta and Aaron Nollis uh, heading it up. Been really, really good. Jake Arrieta is having a pretty good year. Things have really fallen into place for them in the right way. We talked about on the last episode, is Kapler right? He might be. He might be. Do you think he'd want to come on this podcast? I'm sure. I'm sure he would. I can't think of a reason why he wouldn't. I don't think he ever sleeps. (laughs) (laughs) Can't imagine he does. Um, Did you happen to catch the other night the Mets losing 25-6? to Uh, yes. Um, first off your, there was a great blog that J Mac wrote and put it on sensibly loud.com about how bad they lost. I actually, um, go to a sarcastic news website where they give you real news headlines, but with a sarcastic title. Um, so sensibly loud.com. Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ours is sensibly loud.com, but this was from fark.com and it was, um, New York Mets lose by three touchdowns. (laughs) Yes. I love that. They lost by 21. I thought that was pretty good. That's incredible. Yeah, that was a rough game for them. Uh, not not a great look. Worst loss in franchise history. Hey, I really, everybody's had them. I really wonder at what point the MLB has to step in and take control of that team. Like it, like it's a t-ball game, and <laughs> I mean, honestly, that happened with the Dodgers whenever they were trying to be sold, and they're in the middle of that divorce thing a couple of years ago when oh, Maddox Group right. bought them. Yeah, when Guggenheim Group bought them. And that happens. Like the their GM Sandy Alderson is nowhere to be found. He's on like medical leave, and he left like three people in charge. So at the deadline, nobody knew who to call in the the Mets front office, and it was just a whole big calamity of errors. They're just stubbornness beyond belief. Why would you not trade Degrom and Cindergaard and get basically a whole new team? Why would you not do that when you're as so bad as they are? You're telling me that three people can't effectively run a baseball team. 
Not so much, which doesn't give a lot of hope for me, you, and Sam. That was my next point is, is when are we going to be the three that get to do it? Because I like our chances. I think we complement each other. I think so, too. Well. Yeah, and I think that we'd back each other's moves up. I think we're, you know, I, I could see it working for us, but we're different than them. We don't, we're not associated with the Mets, either. I feel like the only issue that y'all would have with me is whenever I decide to, like, host a World War II reenactment in right field or something. It's going to be World War II night. <laughs> We'll bring what is out this? The Rockford Peaches from a league of their own to come out. <laughs> Who approved this? Ben. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, all right, moving on. The Central. The Cubs are at sixty-four and forty-seven. Milwaukee at sixty-five and fifty. St. Louis at fifty-eight and fifty-four. Pittsburgh fifty-seven and fifty-five. Cincinnati at forty-nine and sixty-three. I think I'm ready to call it. I think I'm ready to call that the Cubs are going to win this division. I think Brewers definitely are going to make the wild card. I mean, they're they're just too strong of a team. And right now they do have more wins than Chicago. But I just think Chicago's Cub is kind of of clicking. I'm not willing to say lightning in a bottle. Um, I think that the chemistry that the Brewers had early in the year, Chicago has kind of picked up on. What do you think? Um, Yeah. I, I still don't know. So Chicago made the right moves to the deadline. Acquiring Hamels was a stellar trade. Um, and I think that's really effective for them. Would we say that the John Daniels got rid of Hamels for? He traded Hamels for like a package of Pokemon cards or something? It was a bag of dice, I think is what it was. A bag of dice. <laughs> Like Dungeons and Dragons dice, so they're all the different. He's like standing in front of owners should be like, no, y'all look, this one has twenty sides. I don't know. You should look at founder number three for that because that's that was his that was his thing. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I still don't really know how to gauge this team. They they're a little bit fluky, but they're solid. So um, I don't know, man. Milwaukee being one game back, anything could happen in that division. No, you're right. You are absolutely right. Uh, the one thing that I just think, I don't know, I just it just feels it feels different for the Cubs now, at least at this stage in the year, than it did the last time they overtook them. But I don't know. Oh my so god! So what do you think's going on with Pittsburgh now that they um, actually became buyers? I would like to point out a, a throwback to the AL East real quick involving Baltimore. Remember how okay. we were talking about the magic number? Yes. Their elimination num- uh, game number is seven. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> a combination of seven wins and losses puts them out. Holy crap! Isn't that unbelievable? And it's, it's August. <laughs> it's early August. Yes. <laughs> um. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man, that's rough. I so Pittsburgh acquired Archer from P- Tampa Bay, but the thing is, that's controllable starting pitching. That's a, a move for a year or two down the line. It seems like. But that's gonna he's gonna continue to be an ace, I think. And they want him to be the ace of that pitching staff. That makes sense. So it's a foundational rebuild acquisition. That's how I view it. Because there's they're seven and a half games out of first place against two teams that are really a lot better than they are. And I mean, if the Pirates hadn't gone on like an eleven game win streak going into the trade deadline, I don't know that they would have made the moves that they did. Actually, I know that they wouldn't have. Yeah, they were just crushing it for a bit there. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Anything else in that division? No, not really. Cool. Let's talk about the West. Yes, uh, Arizona's 62 and 51. The Dodgers at 62 and 51 as well. 
Colorado at 59 and 52, San Francisco 57 and 56, and San Diego at 44 and 70. So I love this this division now feels um it's like the NL all year. The NL East started out really competitive and now the NL Central was really competitive in like May and June. And now that we're in, you know, July and August, the West feels like the division to be watching right now. Yeah. Um you know, full disclosure, I want the Dodgers to win. If the Rangers aren't going to win the World Series, I'm a Dodger fan. So that's who I'm going to be rooting for. Just full disclosure, get my homer out of there. Uh, that being said, I'm super excited to see them battling with Arizona. I love that Colorado is only two back. Um, just a lot of good stuff going on in the West right now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's definitely shaping up more like we thought it would. I'll say that. This is starting to look exactly like we thought it would. Uh, Arizona has not lost their fire yet even though jake lamb went on the dl the other day that's a big loss for them but they'll they'll continue to acquire uh or to to make up the production in other ways they're so versatile all over the diamond Discalso plays like eight different positions or some shit like that or like, i think it's like six positions it's ridiculous i was um, gonna say eight positions how many positions are there well nine <laughs> i know that's a joke <laughs> okay um and so yeah and then colorado like they wanted to walk off earlier today so um, against Milwaukee, which was a, actually a pretty big nail biter. I actually happened to catch like the very last part of it, but it's it was funny. Uh, you say that I, I saw about a half inning of that. It was yeah. on at my parents when I was over there. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, the Dodgers basically got a new team at the trade deadline. So that's good for them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, now, I think that, um, one thing that's unique about this division, but it's, it's like you said, it's starting to normalize how we initially etched it in stone at the beginning of the year. Uh, San Francisco had a little bit of a tear leading up to the all-star break that kind of put them in third, almost second place. Uh, but now they're back to fourth place. And that's that's about as can be expected. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. I think that ends around the diamond, right? Yes, sir. Well done. It's been probably a month since we've gone through, like just gone down the line and gone through all the standings and everything. Yeah, man, we had to talk about those trades. Um, cool. Well, Justin, I want to turn your attention to a segment that we don't do too terribly often, but I, I'd like to go ahead and bring it back tonight. Does that okay. sound good? Absolutely. Cool. So I want to reintroduce everyone to Ben's Mailbag. That's right, where we go through your questions from social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, etc. This question comes from outfielder Dan uh, on the old Twitter. And uh, Dan asks... What do we think of the man getting a 1955 Mickey Mantle card in the pack of tops? And he sent us a link here. Justin went ahead and kicked that link over to me. And ESPN had a had a story of it. And here's the headline. Collector gets a fifty thousand dollar offer for a nineteen fifty-five Mantle Bowman card after paying for a spot in a pack opening. Now I had to look up what this is. I have friends that are real into the baseball card game, but I'm not into the baseball cards. Um, there was a time and a place for them, but at 30, I've I've moved on to other hobbies. Anyway, the idea is that these big conventions, you can pay like $500 to get to open an unopened package of vintage baseball cards, and this dude goes in to a pack of unopened baseball cards and finds a. Let's see exactly what it was. He opened it on stage. It was a pristine condition 1955 Mickey Mantle baseball card. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, in this, you have to give them 
back, though? You just get to open it? I think you pay for the cards that are in there. I would think so, right? I would hope so. Okay, here it is. Um, Okay. You randomly get one card from the pack. (laughs) What? Wait a minute. So, so it says it says here, and I quote, So in 375 miles east of Cleveland, Chris Roth was finishing up his job as a third-generation bookbinder in Maryland when he decided to check the archive videos from the pack openings from earlier in the day. He randomly got the 19th card that was to be opened from the pack, and the 19th card was the Mickey Mantle card. Nice. That's awesome. So instant, instant gain on your investment. Yeah. Not bad. So he's going to sell it and he's going to use the money to get a Roberto Clemente rookie card and like a lower grade Mickey Mantle card. Hmm. So it sounds like he's keeping it in the hobby and putting it back into circulation. So, I mean, good for him. Sure. Yeah. Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. I hadn't even seen that story. So I'm glad that uh, listener Dan brought that to our attention. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Dan. And uh, yeah, if you would like to have your questions or news articles submitted here, don't forget to check us out. We'd love to have uh, have you included in the next segment of Ben's Mailbag. Back to you, Justin. Do I need to create some music for Ben's Mailbag? I feel like I do. I'm, I'm feeling like a Pony Express theme. <laughs> Pony Express theme, okay. I could do that. I don't know how I really audio demonstrate that, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know horses like that's. I guess, yeah, yeah. But all right, that just didn't sounds we like have Westworld. A Sam drop with horses. Like, didn't we have something with Sam and horses? Uh, let me see. Hold on. I'm pretty sure it's either you or him. <laughs> um, talk amongst yourself. I hope everyone's having a beautiful Sunday evening because we got a good week coming up. For those of you that are parents, back to school is right around the corner. Plus, guess what? We are in the throes of the wild card hunt. So make sure to be tuning those dials in, checking out your local sports baseball team. And as always, catching us here on the Outfielder Podcast for the greatest takes and opinions served to you fresh once or twice a week, whatever we're feeling like. Justin, what'd you find? I found it. I don't remember what this is. It's just called Sam Horse. I think the horses went to his head. I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's good. Is that about the um, Rugnetto door like signing yes. and getting horses in the signing bonus? Yes. It's right up there with this one. Oh, uh, rye bread. <laughs> It sounds like a family guy drop. I know. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right. How about we go to everybody's favorite segment? Rapid fire. Rapid fire questions. Ben, start us off. Who do you have for the National League wildcard spots? National wildcard spots. I would say, let me look exactly what they look like right now so I can just make sure I don't uh, bone this up in any way. Boned by Alex. (laughs) All right. So right now, it's Milwaukee. So Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee's going to end up winning that division and Chicago's going to be the first wild card. And I would say, ooh, God, because it's going to be end up having to be between like Arizona or the Dodgers as well, I think. Yep. I'm going to say Arizona. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty close too. I have the Cubs winning the division. Uh, I think it'll be Milwaukee and the Diamondbacks because I have the Dodgers taking the West. Yeah. Okay. I see the vision. Definitely see the vision. Okay. My first question for you: How do you feel about the Dodgers rebuilding midseason? Hey man, a W is a W is a W. So for me, whatever they got to do to uh, fill seats, sell those Dodger dogs, and by all means, uh, hoist the World Series trophy, I'm going to support it. If it can't be my Rangers, let's send it out West. Fair. All right, next question. If the Red Sox miss the playoffs, will you shave your beard? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, follow up. If the Yankees win the World Series, will you shave your head? He's went, why would I do that? I don't know. I, I would say I would be more likely to, if the Red Sox wore the, won the World Series, to shave my head, but no, I would not. Cool. You're All up. Right. Your question. So how long until Steven Strasburg goes back on the DL after he comes back from this DL stint? Uh, I'm going to go with a fortnight. Fortnight. Not Love the it. game. <laughs> Love it. I believe I believe a fortnight in like medieval literature is twenty days is what I think a fortnight is. I always thought it was two weeks. Should we, yeah. Should we check? This We're going to go with somewhere between twenty to twenty-four days or fourteen. Wait a minute. To no, <laughs> I was going to yes. say. Uh, all right. Next question. All right. While Sam is in Colorado, how many craft breweries has he been asked to leave? Uh, by the way, a fortnight is two weeks. Um, I'm going to set the over under at three. Okay. And go over. No. Yeah. No, I'll take the under. If it's at three, I'll take the under. For sure. All right. Favorite pop tart flavor. Oh, you fucker. Um, so here's the thing. I don't eat the good ones anymore because they have gelatin. I'm a vegetarian. Oh, okay. Like, but the best pop tart I didn't find them until high school. Like I knew what a pop tart was because I'm not an idiot. But like, <laughs> they they have s'mores pop tarts, and yep. so instead of it being just the one filling, it's like a chocolate and then a marshmallow and then another chocolate. And so for me, the s'mores pop tart is probably the best. Okay. Um, the classic strawberry though is is a pretty good one. Yeah. And I will eat the strawberry non frosted because it's the the gelatin is in the frosting. I got you. I'm I'm a big fan of the uh, cinnamon sugar ones. Okay, those yeah. are good. Pretty solid. Pretty solid stuff. All right. Any more rapid fire? No, man. I think that does it. That's all I have. Already. Cool. Well, definitely, if you like what you heard today, make sure to check us out on sensiblyloud.com, your home for the Outfielder podcast. But don't forget, we also have On the Break, a basketball pod coming at you with some degree of regularity in this summer offseason. Plus, we are all over social media. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Outfielder Pod. And of course, if you like what you're hearing, we are on the iTunes store. We are on the Google Play store. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. That helps us out a lot. We appreciate it. Absolutely. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 39 of the Outfielder podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensible Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, keep, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder podcast.